Even the tidy ones that weren't drenched in blood were awful. And this one was a drowning. Or a shooting. Or something equally wretched. He couldn't quite remember exactly what Barnes had told him earlier. Gracious, it's a wonder he could even remember his own name, considering how miserable he was. This one isn't too bad, Barnes murmured as he stared at the bloated corpse. Not like the last one we had. Pity Nivens won't get a crack at this case, but it can't be helped. Nivens might be a suspect himself. What? The inspector's eyes flew open. The constable chuckled. Only fooling, sir. Of course, Inspector Nivens isn't really a suspect, but the reason he isn't getting this one is because he knew the victim, actually did business with the man, so to speak. The dead man's name is Jake Randall. He's American. We found him this morning floating in the Thames, and he weren't going for a swim, either. He's got a bullet in his chest. And you say Inspector Nivens did business with the deceased? Witherspoon asked curiously. He forced himself to look at the dead man and then wished he hadn't. The body was puffed, the skin a pale grey, and the bullet hole in the man's chest a dark, gaping pit. Witherspoon quickly averted his eyes and silently thanked his lucky stars that at least with this cold, his nose was so clogged up he couldn't smell anything. Not directly. Inspector Niven's own stock in Randall's Mining Company. He's not a major shareholder, mind you, but he owns enough to make it a bit awkward for him to take the case. Name of the company is Randall and Watson. That's not exactly doing business with the man. Witherspoon exclaimed, I own shares in government bonds. That hardly means I'm doing business with Her Majesty. True. The constable took his helmet off, shook off the remaining drops of rainwater, and then flicked a last few drops off his curly grey hair. But then, Her Majesty has hardly been accused of defrauding her investors. Oh, dear. Witherspoon sighed. Behind the lenses of his spectacles, his clear blue-grey eyes narrowed in concern. I take it that means that Mr. Randall was suspected of defrauding his investors? Barnes shook his head slowly, his craggy face sombre. That's about the size of it, sir. He popped his helmet back on and adjusted the strap. I've got a bit of background information out of Inspector Nivens. He was called to the scene when they fished this bloke out of the river this morning. Of course, soon as the inspector saw who he was, he took himself off the case. That's when the chief sent me round to get you. Witherspoon blew his nose so hard his bowler hat slipped forward onto his forehead. He pushed the hat firmly back into place over his thinning brown hair and cleared his throat. What else did Inspector Nibbins tell you? Not all that much, sir, Barnes admitted. But he did say the victim was supposed to have met with the other stockholders in his company a couple of days ago. They had a meeting scheduled for Monday, March 7th. Randall never showed. Where did Mr. Randall live? He had a set of rooms near Hyde Park. I've already sent someone round to speak to the landlady, Barnes said. She said that Jake Randall moved out on the first of this month. Supposedly, he's been living at a hotel since then. 
The landlady didn't know which one it was, and Inspector Nivens didn't know either. Hmm, Witherspoon muttered. He closed his eyes briefly and tried to think of something to ask. Uh... Perhaps we'd better send a few lads round the hotels and try and find which one the deceased was staying at. Yes, sir, Barnes coughed slightly. I've already done that. I thought it might help us establish the last time the man was seen alive. Good work, Constable, Witherspoon replied. I don't suppose Dr. Potter's made any estimate as to how long the victim's been dead? Barnes raised one shaggy grey eyebrow. Hardly, sir. You know Dr. Potter. The man won't even tell you it's daytime unless he looks outside first. He paused and glanced over his shoulder toward the door. Except for the body on the table, the small room was empty. I hope you don't mind, sir, Barnes said, dropping his voice to a whisper.